Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning. This podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. Hey, Jay. Hey, Q. It's so good to see you. Oh, I'm so excited. We're, we're, in, we're in back in the new season. We're doing episodes. I'm so excited to be back with the, with the Fivers and the listeners. Same. Uh, I, I know we haven't really planned for today's episode, so you told me you had an idea. I, I don't know what we're talking about yet, but okay. Let's Jay, at least plan it out and, and figure out what we're talking about. Jay, I came up with an amazing way for us to decide our episodes moving forward for 2020 as a whole. Wait, really? Yes. So I spent all of the holiday break devising this really technical, and it's very complicated. Okay, okay. I, I would try to explain it to you, but you probably wouldn't understand how it's it got works. Like, it's got like raspberry pies and Dude, integrated like, NFCs. Yeah. Th- there's wires. There's solder. Whoa. There's there's batteries. It's solder. it's an electronic marvel. There's honestly, a, there's a solder in there. I like I like our construction terms. There's like you know a briefcase. <laughs> exactly. There's why there's metal that contains metal spreadsheets. Um. So look, check this out. So I've got this device right here, and when you pull the lever, when you pull the lever, it's going to make a sound, and that sound. Okay. okay. Will tell us what episode we're going to be doing, right? Oh, so I've I like I've, I pre-programmed it with like just an infinite number of options. Okay. So check this out. I'm going to pull right. the lever right now. You ready? Here we go. Okay. Q, I'm pretty huh? sure that's just like a farmer says speak and say or see and say. No, 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 Jay. It's way more complicated than that. Here, let me pull it again so you understand. There's lots of options on here. You ready? Okay. 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 Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just a baby toy. I mean, okay, you're you're showing me it is just a CNC. No, I put stickers on it. On but it. they're Check just it animal stickers. They're. I guess we... we're talking about animals. Uh, I guess. High five. High five. Should we high five? High five. High five. High five. High five. High five, son. Woo! High five. Don't let me hang it. I mean, all right, Q. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you. I love your invention. I love that you spent your whole Christmas break, yes, putting stickers on this CNC. Yes, it looks great. I will say that I think the Fivers are probably gonna get a little bored with us talking about animals every week of 2020. But it's all right. You got me. Yeah, maybe you're probably uh, right. I didn't think. I, sometimes I forget to think about the big picture, and I'm just thinking about the immediate. You know. Okay, okay. So, well, let me just ask. So, going forward, we're probably not going to use the baby toys to determine episode topics anymore. <sighs> not this one. <laughs> we've got we've got Robbie the Robots I can reprogram. We've got uh, some Teddy Ruxpins. We've I have, got... I have got a, a, a squeeze doll that just says I love you, so next week we might do rom-coms. We're talking about love. <laughs> love. So I guess we're talking about love. 
That's just how it's going to be determined from now on. Just baby toys. Hang in there, guys. This season on High Five Colon, the podcast brought to you by Project Hive and Nerd, is going to get weird. That's right. And, guys, if you want us to use your baby toys, you're going to send them directly to Project Hyphen Nerd. Just mail all of your baby, baby. toys okay, to... So what you can do is go to the project-nerd.com website, yep. find their contact information, and then just start mailing them your baby toys that you want us to use in the episodes. Yeah, just anything. Any baby toy. Used, not used. Or if you just want to send pictures of baby toys that you think we should use on the episode to the project-nerd Twitter account, which is just yep. at Project Nerd, just send them pictures of baby toys. No context. They'll know what it is. Exactly. 100%. How could they not know what it is? Right? I mean, Jesus. Watch out, Project Nerd. Uh, so <laughs> we're we're so bad. Um, <laughs> we bad boys. So we're like, we're like that that Jacob Tremblay movie, Bad Boys. <laughs> oh wait, it, oh. no wait, wait. Was it <laughs> for a split second? I was like, do you think Joseph Tremblay is one of the stars of that Martin Lawrence Will Smith movie? <laughs> and it's it's Jacob Tremblay. Joseph may or may not be his dad. I have no idea. I don't know if he's famous. I also really like the idea of the poster of Bad Boys just having like little Jacob Tremblay, <laughs> like <laughs> in between Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, also holding a gun and wearing sunglasses. He's just in the middle. It says it's like Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Jacob Tremblay. Right. Bad boys for bad boys and a baby. <laughs> Two bad boys, boys and a baby. And a- <laughs> That's it. That's the movie cue. Two bad boys and a baby. And it's Jacob Tremblay joins the force as like a Doogie Hauser-esque police detective. Very young. Very ahead of his time. Like a wonderkind, if you will. And, uh, and then he has to be – Martin Lawrence has retired, obviously. <laughs> he keeps saying he's going to retire, so he has. And we- now Will Smith is his Jacob Tremblay's partner. Yes, and Martin Lawrence is his consultant. To be fair, Hollywood's already done this movie. It was called Blues Brothers 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was. Where they're like, hey, we're the Blues Brothers, minus one of the actual Blues Brothers, and also now featuring 100% more a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I also think they've done this movie again, where they remade it with Burt Reynolds and called it Cop and a Half. Oh, that's true. 100%. <laughs> is that Burt Reynolds? I think it is. It is Burt Reynolds, I okay. believe. Yes. If not, it's uh, Tom Selleck. <laughs> yeah, both, it's one of the, one both of those had two. great mustaches back in the day. I think it was Tom Selleck, actually. <laughs> I do think I think it was Tom Selleck because he was the one that was on Friends. Nailed it, fucking nailed it. But I, we're not talking I, about babies. We're not talking no, about bad boys. We're talking about kindergarten cops and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wait, no. We're we're talking about animals. Am animals. We're talking about damn animals. It's like that Pink Floyd album that's all about pigs and dogs and such. Exactly. Or Animal Farm, which is about a animal uprising to kill the humans. (laughs) Is that... Are they killing humans in that book? I'm pretty sure that's what they want to do. It's been a long time since I've read Animal Farm. I do know that, like, a pig leads the charge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, if I remember, it's it's like an animal mutiny. Now, what I will say, uh, let me go on a diatribe uh, uh, on Animal Farm real quick. Please I like, do. I like that book. That book is very allegorical and very deep. I, <laughs> Hold on. I got to stop you right there because just for two seconds, and I'll let you finish, just like Kanye. Uh, here's the deal. <laughs> I literally was typing in Animal Farm into Google so that I could pull up a synopsis <laughs> to fact check us, right? And you 
you started the statement with animal farm is an allegorical literally that is the first sentence of the wikipedia entry well i don't know if you know this but i do write wikipedia <laughs> entries for all books from the 70s and 80s so i just had like a really weird like read-along moment i was listening to you say it as i was reading it and i was like is he also reading the animal farm wikipedia page what the fuck is happening right now speaking of teddy ruxpin it's like a real life Teddy Ruxpin. You were this watching my mouth move as you read the page, read the <laughs> words out of the book. This is so weird. Is there a cassette tape that goes in your back? <laughs> I mean, not in my back. Bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> All right, it's time to flip the cassette. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> Call the doctor. <laughs> All right, so, no, so anyway, Animal Farm I, is an allegorical. Uh -huh, go ahead. And it's very deep. And I got, I got assigned that book in like sixth grade. That's way too young to read an allegorical book about animals taking over a farm. That is that is totally fair. And let's be honest though, George Orwell, George Orwell was into some dark shit, man. This dude, dude. had he was he's we're talking 1984. Yeah, you those are the saying? two big ones, yeah. We're talking about the government like controlling and watching over your every move and then we're also talking about animals uprising. Now here it is, and I did find it is confirmed. It's a it's a book about a story of farm animals who rebel against their human farmer. In hopes to create an, a, a society where animals can be equal. They're basically like communist animals. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, what's that, um, is it Nick Nolte who's the crazy guy in the movie 2012 with John Cusack? Yes. Or no, Woody Harrelson. It's Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. If George Orwell was born nowadays, he would be the crazy guy running like a radio station out of Yosemite Park just talking about how terrible the government is. Oh, fuck. Lord, if George Orwell was alive now with the current presidency, Lord, I don't know what books we'd get. Oh, one, one hundred percent. What was that? Do you remember the dude who ran that radio station uh, or a, a radio show about like conspiracy theories? Infowars? No, <laughs> it's not uh, that Alex terrible guy. No, hold on. Um, uh, Art Bell. Do no. you remember Coast to Coast with Art Bell? I remember Coast to Coast with I think somebody. I didn't. No, no, no. Art no, Bell no, name not. didn't. Yeah, Coast to Coast AM is called Art Bell's Dark Matter. Oh, and never Art listen Bell, to this. Holy shit. All right, we're going to go down a weird tangent <laughs> that has nothing to do with animals for a doesn't second. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So I had a, when I was growing up, I had a friend. Um, his name was David Kretsch. Shout out to David Kretsch. Kretsch. Booze using it as a crutch. Um, I gave his first and last name, so hopefully nobody does anything weird with you that. You just, but. like, doxed the shit out of this dude. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, but uh, Sorry, he, crutch. He, he introduced me to this, um, to this radio show when I was a kid, and it was called Coast to Coast, and he was like, dude, you're because at the time when I was younger, I was super into, like, conspiracies and aliens and, like, all sorts of, like, weird, you know, Did Illuminati shit. Did you just love that Mel Gibson movie? <laughs> I did, definitely. Conspiracy theory? Yeah. It's yep. pretty on the nose 100%. about what it's about. It definitely is. Um, but this guy, Art Bell, basically hosted this AM radio show, right? Okay. Where he would um, basically just discuss weird situations, like weird conspiracy-like situations he talked about everything from like ghosts to aliens to whatever and it was it, just this crazy dude it feels um, like i should have listened to this show he was he lived in Perump, nevada which Perfect. sounds like a made-up place but it it's does. totally 
totally real. It um, just sounds like a sound effect. Like, all right, what do we need to add here? I don't know, like a, a whiz bang and a perump. But I'll tell you what is pretty pretty crazy, right? So this dude talked about conspiracies, right? His entire that adult is crazy, life. and he retired in 2015. Okay, okay. because. He was uh, citing concerns about security intrusions in his home, right? That, like, people were breaking in. You ready for this? Then three years later, at age 72, mysteriously died of a drug overdose. (gasps) What? All right. What 72-year-old do you know that's doing recreational drugs? (laughs) Well, wait till I get to 72. Um, (laughs) That's fair. But. So that was it. That was my whole story. Everybody go check out Art Bell's Coast to Coast. You can find like recordings of it. It's a facet like this is pre podcast era. So I know now there's a million podcasts about, you know, weird conspiracy theory stuff. But yeah. this dude was the OG like doing an AM radio show. I need to listen, listen to this, this guy. Shit. It's well, fucking also, awesome. Also, if he mysteriously died, Q, I think we need to cancel our upcoming 10 episode series on conspiracy theories and specifically art bell we're, just right, talking yeah. about, we're talking about art bell and how we were 100 percent in cahoots with him that's probably going to get us in trouble and weirdly enough now that i'm thinking about it a 10 episode series on the movie conspiracy theory probably not a great idea oh that i'm i forgot that we're doing two different mini, yeah. mini series one is one. a 10 episode series about conspiracy theory <laughs> The other is a ten episode series about how we were just partners with Art Bell. Right. No, it's it's a it's a, a brother sister type series. Like it's a part it one and a part two. It is definitely. For sure. Um so anyway, Stay back tuned. to back to animals. So uh we're talking animals. I know that last week uh Doctor Doolittle released. I'm gonna be honest, the ref- the reviews on this movie are terrible i think it has like a 10 percent on rotten tomatoes well here here's what i'll tell you i love okay let me let me state this i love robert downey jr mm-hmm. um i even pitched you and like we that we should do a robert downey jr episode at some point you know and, between and we will and sure like between like chaplin and kiss kiss bang bang all the stuff with the marvel universe even like you know his sherlock holmes which the first one's good sequel's bad i love robert downey jr I, I was very curious what he was going to do after the Marvel years. And when I saw Doolittle... <laughs> and you're like, I, I was hoping you'd be like, and I didn't think this would be it. <laughs> that is exactly what I was going to say. That is, this is not where I thought he was going to go. And I watched the trailer, and my first thought was, well, that looks terrible. <laughs> for sure. The moment the first trailer for that movie came out, I was like, well, this feels like... Do you remember that Jack Black Gulliver's Travels movie yes, that came out? Yes, it feels exactly like that. I got the same vibe, and I was like, ooh, this is not going to be a good movie. <laughs> no, it's it's not. And the thing about it, like, the cast is good. You know, you've got, um, oh, what's his face who played uh, Freddie Mercury? Um, oh, uh, Rami Malek. You got Rami Malek in there. You've got uh, Tom Holland, you know, doing some voices. Like, the cast is very oh, good. Oh, it's stacked, man. You have a stacked voice cast for sure. But, man, I watched that trailer, and it's like, what are we doing? It, like, it made no sense. And then when I saw, to your point, the reviews come out, Lord. I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. So we definitely want to do an, an R, uh, RDJ retrospective, yes. but we don't want to tie it to this piece no, of shit. We don't. We're going to tie our animal episode to this piece of shit. We'll wait till he does uh, We'll wait till he does Sherlock Holmes 3 and we'll tie it to that piece of right. shit. Right. <laughs> 
You know, I've been more impressed with Robert Downey Jr.'s, like, personal life lately. Like, all the nonprofits and tech organizations he's, like, starting. You know what we should tie it to, honestly? Did you know that he is hosting a new series about artificial yes. intelligence on YouTube? You and it apparently, it apparently, it's getting rave reviews. People are saying it's great. See, that's what he needs to do. Right. He's Tony Stark now. He kind of is, sorry, man, I know you're less than zero, I know you grew up as an actor, you got a famous dad who's not as famous as you, I get it. Let's be honest, his best movie, I don't care what anybody says, his best movie, Far and Away, Heart and Souls. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Far and Away, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's a Tom Cruise movie. <laughs> nope, Heart Heart and Souls, my friend. <laughs> that is a... <laughs> a, uh, a treasure that seems to be overlooked time and time again. <laughs> I uh, personally, I'm a due date guy myself. But it's a movie that taught me to walk like a man and talk like a man. The thing it, is, it it taught me that I could have Tom Sizemore as a ghost guardian angel as well as Charles Grodin if I wanted. No one wants Charles Grodin as a as a uh, a guardian angel. Speak for yourself. What are you talking about, <laughs> Charles Grodin? I feel like that guardian angel would abuse me. Charles Grodin? I'd yeah. be more worried about Tom Sizemore. <laughs> I'm always worried about Tom Sizemore. Like, don't Everybody get me wrong. should be worried about Tom, si Tom Spe Sizemore. Speaking of that, uh, re weirdly unrelated but related to um, animals. Oh, man. You could you totally had an opportunity to tie in Charles Grodin into animals. He well, was the dad in Beethoven. We're going to get there. Don't. Uh, I'm talking about Tom Sizemore because uh, we watched, uh, I told you, The Relic the other day. Yes. And he's in that great Tom Sizemore performance. But what was interesting, the guy that directed it, Peter Hyman's or whatever, uh -huh. was also the dude. I did not know this. So The Relic, horror movie, Stan Winston, creature effects, gore and blood. The other movies that this guy directed were Sudden Death. With yeah. uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Makes sense. Time Cop with Jean-Claude Van Damme. Makes sense. And Stay Tuned. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I know, me too. With Jeffrey Jones and, uh, you know, not other non-creepy people. Oh, my God. I was going to, um, what, why, why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, it's um, John Ritter. Thank you. Yes, that that's an awesome movie. I, I was love just that movie. talking to Haley about watching that the other day. Maybe we'll watch that today. Maybe we'll watch Stay Tuned. It's so it's so good. I don't care what anybody says. When I watch that movie, it's like I could get sucked into a TV. There's a part of this. It's a cartoon. I could I go to hell. <laughs> Woo! I could be in a Salt and Pepper video. Although, uh, I will say, uh, Jeffrey, what's his name? Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jones, Jones being the being the devil, oddly prophetic. Oh, prophetic, perfect casting, by the way. Perfect. Anytime you could put Jeffrey Jones as the devil in life or in a movie, you're on it. Nailed it. Fucking nailed it. You know, you know what I will say, though? Stay Tuned is one of those movies. We're remaking everything now. Like, talking about Doolittle. You know, we had a good Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle movie uh, when we were growing up. Sure. Well, good. Relatively. <laughs> I was about to say, good. But better than this one. Better than this. But we're remaking everything nowadays. Stay for tuned sure. is primed for a remake. For sure. Like, not enough people know about it, but the idea of being sucked into entertainment vehicles and then being, in, in like, overtaken and killed by them is so relevant nowadays. Well, let's be honest. It's an evergreen property. Like, it's one of those, like, you could literally remake that movie every time the culture, like, yeah. pop culture shifts. You, you know what I mean? Need, you don't need a devil satellite. It could just be, like, a devil Wi-Fi router. Totally. You know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, fuck, they're not even getting 
sucked into cable television. They're now getting sucked into like hell flicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then you get par- you get all sorts of fun parodies of like Orange is the New Black and right. Well, and also like just the internet in general. So instead of being sucked into a Salt and Pepper video, they're sucked into like the cat playing the piano meme and the cat's trying to kill them and they're really small on the piano. It's trying to smoosh him with its paws. Exactly. See? How Hollywood hasn't snatched us up yet, I have no idea. And speaking of Jeffrey Jones, they also need to remake Mom and Dad Save the World. (laughs) They just need to remake everything that Jeffrey Jones was in and then throw away the original that Jeffrey Jones was in. Take the Kevin Kevin Spacey all the money in the world approach. Just be like, you know what? Jeffrey Jones does not belong in movies. Speaking of which, all right. God damn, we're so far off topic, but I don't Doesn't care. Doesn't matter. Jeffrey um, Jones is an animal. He's so a he, dog, he, and he's a rat. Speaking of rat dog animals uh, and Kevin Spacey, um, <laughs> so I was having this conversation with Haley. So over the holidays, do you remember when Kevin Spacey released that weird like video of yeah. him as Frank Underwood a year ago? Yeah. And he was like, you may have thought I was dead, but I'm not, you know, kind of yeah. thing. It was like really weird and like foreshadowy for yeah. some reason. Well- Okay, another video got released this past holiday. Did you see this? Did you watch the, it? His follow-up? I didn't watch it, but I read about okay, it. Okay, I watched it, in which he like very pointedly says, like, sometimes you just have to kill them with kindness, right? And, ready for this? One of his accusers- Died. Died. Yeah. Died. How nobody has put this fucking together is driving me insane. I like Google searched. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like connecting the dots. I'm over here being a fucking tiny dick. Haha, <laughs> inside joke. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm like connecting social media. I'm like, look at this. This fucking happened at the same time. This was like, oh my god, there's a conspiracy. Kevin Spacey is killing people. Uh, it is not. It is not the first of the people to come forward against Kevin Spacey that has died under mysterious circumstances. That's the thing. So now we're basically remaking Zodiac, but Kevin Spacey, well, no, we're remaking seven. Exactly. Kevin Spacey is still the bad guy. Honestly, welcome to the new Art Bell's conspiracy theory radio (laughs) show. High five colon the conspiracies. It's all coming full full circle. Kevin Spacey, flat out murder. (laughs) I, the thing is, I, I think everybody was just too caught up in trying to figure out what happened to Epstein, and they're like, I guess Spacey's murdering people, too. And they're like, ah. He's even posting videos. He's like, confessing. He's like, I killed them, wink, 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 with kindness. And then he's, like, showing, like, a bottle of pills and a knife. And he's like, (laughs) but you can't judge me on this because I'm playing a character. (laughs) I'm definitely Frank Underwood from... House of Cards on Netflix. Seasons one through three now streaming. <laughs> Don't watch four and five. <laughs> Don't watch four and five because I'm not on there. Yeah. But like, it's so, life is weird because 10 years <laughs> ago. Life is weird. 10 years. At a statement in general. <laughs> 10 years ago, if you would ask me like who my favorite actors were, like Kevin Spacey would be up there. Uh, Louis C.K. would probably be on a comedian's list. Like, sure. And now Kevin Spacey's a murdering sociopath, and it's it's just weird to like well, watch, you're like, right. watch life, American Beauty and be like, Ugh. life is weird. If you would have asked me t- fifteen years ago who my favorite rapists and murderers were, Jeffrey Jones and <laughs> Kevin Spacey wouldn't have been anywhere on the list. <laughs> Neither would Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? But now they're all there. Life's funny. 
And yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, and end show. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening this week. We so, really appreciate it. Turns out we were talking about metaphorical animals <laughs> instead of real animals. We're talking about fucking monster people. Yeah. <laughs> so our top five is just Kevin Spacey and Jeffrey Jones and alternating. Yeah. And uh, fucking, uh, what did you just say? Uh, oh, um, Kevin Spacey? No. Uh, Bill Cosby. Oh, Bill Cosby. Yeah, right. Okay. I like had a brain fart there for a second. <laughs> I was like, I know you just listed someone else, and I'm I'm tasting Jello pudding, and I can't <laughs> get to the name. But I'm pretty sure that's just the roofie in my coffee. <laughs> right. Um. All right. So let's talk about real animals. Yeah. Well, let's okay. Let me, let me a ask. Much lighter so, subject. So let me ask. Since we use the C and say to kind of pick the topic, and we're talking about animals. Yes. When we're when we're thinking of movies with like animal stars or you know, animal protagonists. Are we thinking like live action or animated? Because it anim- adding animated opens up the world to us quite a bit. It does, and honestly, I'm thinking, I'm thinking animated and live action go hand in hand. Because let's be honest, sometimes in the case of like Babe, a pig in the yeah. city, the the main character is more often than not animated. So yes. like he is a CG and puppet creation. So, yeah, that's true. So I would say that by if we excluded animated and we wanted to get like really nerdy about it, I'm looking at you, Project Hyphen Nerd, as I <laughs> shift my glasses up the bridge of my nose. I'll uh, do the same. <laughs> whoop, uh, then I think we'd have to include them. I think yeah. we would be remiss for not including animated movies as well. I I agree. Although it makes it easier to our, our entire list could be filled with animated. So I definitely want sure. us to talk about like you mentioned, babe. I think that's great. Like Homeward Bound, some of the other ones. Absolutely. Um, I, I mean, speaking personally, I love animal movies. Like I don't I, I think it's, you know, you're connected to it when you're a kid because you love animals. You always want them to talk. You know, I think that was the uh, the appeal of Toy Story when it first came out was like, ooh, sure. these things that I wish were alive and could talk to me are but I totally got that feeling, and I mentioned Homeward Bound, so I'll just kind of start there. That's one of the first ones I think of when I think of like movies about animals from my childhood. And for me, honestly, it's a movie that's very similar to Homeward Bound, but it's Milo and Otis. Yes. So for me, one of the first like animal starring movies where the mm-hmm. entire movie was basically just watching a couple of animals run around right. for the, for the runtime was Milo and Otis, the journey of this pug dog and this cat. Yeah. And they talked, but they didn't, it wasn't like a moving mouth talking. They right. just like, it was that like weird psychic communication well, it that was the like audience the, could hear. The camera would be focused on Milo and you would just hear the vo- the voice. You're like, I guess he's speaking. Exactly. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, isn't that how it also is in Homeward Bound? It is. Well, back then we weren't trying to make the mouths like move like, you know, some of the Dr. Doolittle stuff does. Right. And per- personally, I'm totally fine with that. I prefer it when there's no m- animal mouse moving. That's just me, though. I, I'm, I honestly am with you. The rare exception to that would be I do love that the animals in Babe talk. I think that they're very adorable yeah. when they do so. Uh, but let's go back. Okay, so Milo and Otis. So that was my first kind of run-in with an animal-themed movie. Now, is that, basically, is that one that made you cry? I'm going to ask. Um, it didn't. It didn't? Like that one, I remember that one, and there was another, an- oh, Fox and the Hound. 
Both sure. of those were about, you know, a pair of animals. Oh my god, Fox and the Hound did Ooh, make me cry. That one is <laughs> that one is rough. And uh, I heard that they're doing a live action remake of that for Disney Plus. Uh, like is it a movie or a show? Cuz I no, saw the I, same thing. Oh, is it a show? I don't know. I thought I, it was I, a live action movie. I like, hope it's a movie. A la Lady and the Tramp. Which did you watch that by the way? I tried. It's I not, watched like 15 minutes of it. It's not great, but it's better than some of their other live action ones. Sure. Well, I tried it and just realized once again, like the same thing, like you and I talked about Lion King, yeah. you know, when we talked about the adaptations. It's just one of those where it's like, well, this is unnecessary. Like, well, it, I would just rather go watch the original. That's what I'll say is that more than almost any other one is an exact copy of oh for sure except for i don't know if you got there if you only watched 15 minutes probably not they totally changed the uh we are siamese if you please oh i read about that beforehand well i mean yeah you they probably it's probably pretty distasteful to have a song that's all like we are siamese if you please (laughs) ding 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 sung by white people yeah yeah that's pretty (laughs) fucked up so they changed that uh hardcore which is good i was i was proud of them for instead that. they're like we are taiwanese <laughs> if you please yes. you're like it wasn't a huge change and honestly still pretty racist <laughs> but they well, made an effort they just turned them into crows <laughs> oh jesus and like you know they, what you know what disney does with that yeah tr- watch dumbo everybody if you don't, don't know watch dumbo <laughs> ever that honestly that's the only good thing about that dumbo live action remake is that those characters aren't brought into it for sure. That's one literally hundo. the only good thing about that movie. One hundo Dumbo percent. I'll um, say Dumbo live action, not going to be on my top five. No, definitely not. Um, but, yeah, so Adventures of Milo and Otis. Check it out. 1986, Adventures of a Young Cat and a Dog as they find themselves accidentally straying from their farm in Japan. Wait, that's in Japan? It is. How did I not remember that? I don't know. That does not sound like what I remember from that movie. But well, just so you know... It is a Japanese movie. <laughs> oh. Well, there you go. It was originally titled A Kitten Story. Aw. Or The Adventures of Shatran. Nah, it's a nah. 1986 Japanese adventure comedy about two animals, Milo, an orange tabby cat, and Otis, a pug. Well, let me ask. So, so is it that, is basically Homeward Bound. <laughs> before it, Homeward Bound. Is it the same movie just redubbed, or did yeah. they refilm it? Nope, same movie redubbed. Oh, amazing. I never knew that. I never yeah. knew that about that movie. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Isn't that interesting? That's very interesting. The I director like... is Masanori Hata. Oh, well, very cool. Yep. I did not know that. No the way. narrator is Dudley Moore. Yeah, it is. Isn't that interesting? Oh, some good old Dudley Moore. You don't get a lot. You know, you don't. You don't hear people talking about Dudley Moore as much as as much as they used to. Uh, one. <laughs> I was gonna say one hundred percent, but but yeah, I don't even feel like that deserves a one hundred. <laughs> no, it doesn't deserve a one hundred. You're right. <laughs> yeah. We also don't talk about other people from the 70s as much as we used to. So for you, I know you said Homeward Bound was a big one for you. It's basically the same story. Animals get separated from their homestead, and the whole film is basically the animals trying to make their way back to their family. Yep, it it totally is. Good good old Michael J. Fox performance in there. Um, I love I loved Michael J. Fox in that movie. That was kind of one of the big draws because it was like, ooh, the Back to the Future guy. And then is it is it is it Roseanne? No, it's not. It's, I um, was thinking of Look Who's Talking To. Maybe? Yes, you're <laughs> definitely thinking of Look Who's Talking To, which will also not be on our list. Who are the voice um, actors? Because you've got, I know you've got Michael J. Fox. It's Sally Field. Is uh, the, is Sally the lady. Field. And Donna Michi. 
as Shadow, and, the golden retriever. Oh, is it really? I didn't. I thought Shadow was somebody else. I thought Shadow was like Robert Redford or something. Nope. Says Don Amici. No, oh, very cool. Michael J. Fox is Chance. Sally Field is Sassy, and Don Amici is Shadow. Such a good movie. And man, it is when, a good you, movie. when you think Shadow is, is is dead there at the end, spoiler alert! Ooh, so good. Oh, tears, tears, just, just streaming tears. Next question: What about Homeward Bound two? Never saw it. Really? Yeah. Well, tell me about it. I, 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 I saw it. Well, I saw that it existed and was like, ah, pass. Um, it, so, don't they get lost in like a city? Or yeah. Something? It's basically the same it's like, movie, but they're like, now it's basically Home Alone two. I was about to say, is it Home Alone Lost in New York? It is the Incredible Journey. Uh, it's the they are. <laughs> it's like a really contrived plot, and I'm trying to remember this properly. The family is like going. It is essentially. <laughs> I've never made that connection, but it is essentially Home Alone 2. The Homeward Alone Bound 2, Lost in New York. The family is traveling from San Francisco to Canada. Okay. And the animals get left somehow in San Francisco. (laughs) And they're trying to make their way to Canada. Which is which is it's tough because you got to cross the border, you got to have papers, right? And uh, it ups the stakes. Now I'm actually reading the synopsis, and it's even funnier. It's so, even weirder. So here we go. I'll just give you the synopsis real quick. The Seaver family arrives at San Francisco International Airport to catch a flight to Canada. They check in their pants. Chat chance shadow and wait, sassy. Wait, hold on. You said they check in their pants. <laughs> I said pets. I have a stuffed up nose. It probably sounded like pants. <laughs> they check inside their pants for they their animals. Ch- check in their pets. Are you uh, going to check those in your pants? <laughs> yep, I am. <laughs> Chance, Shadow, and Sassy, a nervous cat. But the confused <laughs> but the confused pets burst out of their carriers and escape to the city. There they fall in with a group of strays and struggle to avoid an overzealous dog catcher. But when the trio are tired of vagrancy, they set out to find their beloved owners. So the way that that synopsis reads is the animals are like, fuck this. We're not living with our family anymore. We're staying in the city. They're like mad teenagers when parents are like, we're moving. They're like, fuck you. I'm staying. (laughs) I'm going to run away. This is inside out. And I do like that they described it as when they're tired of vagrancy. You know, they they were like, you know, we've been truant for a long time, guys. We we really need. But I love that there's like an overzealous, uh, um, an overzealous like animal dog catcher. catcher, dog catcher, obviously played by Tim Curry. Of course, but it's not. But it's not. But it's like an overzealous it, uh, hotel sh- clerk slash dog catcher. It should be. It one hundred. I think it's. Oh no, Sinbad is in this movie. So is uh, I'm actually looking up the uh, the cast list here. We've got Adam Goldberg, weird. Sinbad, crazy. Carla Giugino. What? You got Steven Tobolowski. Well, he's in everything. Um, the Tobes. But it's still Sally Field and Michael J. Fox, although they recast Shadow Voice. Tisha Campbell. Man, I I have never seen this movie. I don't really want to. I've seen Lost in New York. The <laughs> Home Alone great, movie. I love that you described it that way. I've never seen this movie, and I'm I don't really want to. <laughs> so I'm not um, going to watch it. So I probably won't watch that. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, so Homeward Bound 2, interesting movie. Nobody watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's, no, that's not a high five recommends. Uh, um, so let's so let's keep going. So some from my childhood, we've we mentioned it earlier, Babe. Babe, yeah. I, they, Babe's one of those where, like, I think, like, in high school, you're sort of embarrassed that you watched and liked Babe. But I'm to the point now in my life where I'm like, that's a pretty damn good movie. Babe is a great movie. Yeah. Babe is a great movie, and I I could have sworn. Okay, yeah, yeah, it won it won Academy Awards for animation best, or for best visual effects. Yep, it got a Golden Globe for best motion picture. Really? Yeah, like this was a critically praised movie in 1995. Well, I mean, and I that's the thing is I remember it. I remember liking it. Um, it's weird. Did you ever see the modern day like Julia Roberts like Charlotte's Web movie? I didn't. Okay. That was the one with, De- like, Dakota Fanning or yes. something, right? Yeah. It's also a stacked cast. I mean, you've got, like, Reba McIntyre, um, Robert Redford. Uh, Did Hold on. I'm going to take a guess here. Did Reba McIntyre play a horse? She played a cow. <laughs> of course. Her and Kathy, <laughs> her and Kathy Bates were friendly cows. Um, got Robert Redford is the horse. Got you it. got Steve Buscemi in it. Like, it's it's a stacked cast. Does Don't he play a rat? He plays the rat. He plays uh, of course. <laughs> he plays, and you also weird. Okay, even weirder for uh, for Charlotte's Web. You've got Thomas Hayden Church and Andre Three Thousand in the movie playing crows that are trying to eat Steve Buscemi the rat. What? Yeah, the whole movie, like Thomas Hayden Church and Andre Three Thousand are trying to eat Steve Buscemi. I love it. It's so it's so weird, but I relate those movies because the animation is similar. Like the pig kind of looks the same, um, but. It is a so watered down, not great version of Babe. Like that's okay. exactly what it is. But now that I'm thinking about it, do you remember Babe Two, Pig in the Pig City? Pig in the City? Yeah, of course. They lost in New York, Homeward Bound, Incredible Journey Part Two. Why are all the sequels like we got to get these animals in a city? Well, that's because that's where animals don't belong, silly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Let's read the synopsis for Babe 2, A Pig in the City, which was not critically acclaimed and won zero awards. (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Let's see here. When Babe accidentally puts Farmer Hoggett in traction, Jesus, Lord, the debtors come looking for their payments already off to a dark start. Right. In order to pay their debt, Mrs. Hoggett sends Babe off across the ocean to the city. Wait, what? Why does she send a pig? Sends Babe off across the ocean to the city. So the city is across an ocean from them. All right. London, maybe? To demonstrate his talents as a sheep herder. Along with his friends, Babe meets a lot of new friends. (laughs) That's a weird way to say that. Along with his friends, Friends. Babe meets a lot of new friends (laughs) and gets into new adventures. It feels like the person who was writing the synopsis got bored halfway through. (laughs) Well, that's what like, happened with the movie. He like, like, was watching the movie to write the synopsis and got bored. They're like, so just like stopped giving a very succinct like uh, recitation of the movie, and then halfway through, they're like, uh, "Okay, so he just goes with his friends and makes <laughs> new friends, and adventures happen." The <laughs> so, the synopsis, the first half of the synopsis, is very specific, like babe, very detailed. Babe, a twelve pound seven year old <laughs> pig who lives on a farm with. About medium high grass and a red and a red siding port gets sent across because of legal reasons and they're and they're banking and then stuff happens. <laughs> exactly. Uh. <laughs> they, uh, 
He got halfway through the movie and was just like, I can't. Holy Zoom. shit. Do what? you know who directed Babe 2? Quentin Tarantino. George Miller. No! Of Mad Max Fury no! Road. He did? 100% he directed Babe 2, A Pig in the City. Did he direct the first one? No. Nope. <laughs> Who's this? Chris Noonan. So they're like, get us, get us, George Miller. <laughs> well, weirdly enough, the, fir- the first draft of the Babe 2, Pig in the City uh, script was just a two-hour long car chase. Well, I think this is where George Miller fell in love with doing animal movies because he went on to do Happy Feet. George Miller did Happy Feet? Yeah, he directed Happy Feet. Man, there's more there's more George Miller movies that I don't like than I realized. He uh yeah, isn't that wild? This that's crazy. Was he and involved this- with Babe? Because I just looked up George Miller movies and it said did he like write it? I don't know. Hold on, I'm looking up. The guy who directed Babe has only directed Babe and then that Miss Potter movie in 2006. What is that? I don't know. Oh, I remember. Actually, oh, yep. Screenplay for Babe by George Miller. Oh, uh, what a multi-talented little wow. sneaky guy. Wowie, wowie, wow. I don't, I, I can't say I ever knew that. <laughs> you know what? I feel like I don't even know George Miller anymore. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Uh, oh, the, the story of Beatrix Potter, the author of the beloved best-selling children's book, The Tale of Peter Rabbit. Oh, this is the Renee, the Renee Zellweger. Yeah, the Renee Zellweger like biopic of the how they created Peter Rabbit. So we've talked about some formative childhood animal movies. Let's go into some animated ones or that came out around the same time. We've got Lion King. That's That's like the big one for me. I mean, I know that Disney sort of made its – name with animals you got jungle book and milo you know milo notice and fox and the hound but lion king is the animal movie for me it's the animal movie yeah i mean let me think about it you got like bambi is great sure um jungle book is awesome sure uh are you just like announcing your number one choice right now like half no 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 i'm not i'm not but you're like that is the animal movie episode over it's all (laughs) All five positions are Lion King. You know what? Maybe we'll see. We'll see what happens when we get there. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I love Lion King. Like it is. You talk about formidable movies for when you're a kid. That's one for me. All right. Uh, well, as soon as you take that weird lion dick out of your mouth, let's talk about other <laughs> movies. Oh no! I'm just kidding. I do love Lion King as well. Uh, but some animated ones that kind of flew under the radar that came around at the same time frame. Balto, great movie. So many people haven't seen Balto. We we introduced that to uh, to E really early, but man, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. It's a it's a great like cute movie about once again. So I found this about animal movies. They're always about animals just, like, getting lost in places <laughs> and then having to find their way back. Like, that is the template of an animal movie. Like, well, even that happens in The Lion King. Like, Simba gets, <laughs> gets lost away from the Pride Lands. He ends up being excommunicated, and then he makes his way back to his home at the end, and everyone's happy again. Well, and then in Lion King 2, Lion in the City, it gets even crazier. <laughs> Because they go into Namibia, which is a yeah. much more developed part of Africa. And, and then Simba starts like a nonprofit collection uh, of, uh, of bank heists. He's actually, he has a nonprofit that gives shoes 
to underprivileged children, but then they realize that that actually is just creating an economic collapse because small businesses that also make shoes in the region can't keep up with the free shoes that are being donated by Simba and his organization. And so it actually creates more turmoil in the area. It's a very in-depth, very George Lucas prequel-esque movie. It is, and weirdly enough, Lion King 3 is Simba eating Tom. That's true. So there you go. That's a real fuck you back to Lion King 2. It's all full circle. But yeah, I mean, it's the full circle of life. You missed that joke. In all fa- in all fairness, there's not a lot of like animal plot-driven movies that could be anything else besides that. It's not like, you know, like Zootopia is an exception, of course, but there's not going to be a lot of you know, animal movies about them petitioning Congress for a new farm bill. Uh, Animal Farm the movie. <laughs> It's like a was that uh, that old Jimmy Stewart movie, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. For sure, but it's, it's just that starring Babe, and he goes and does like a filibuster in Congress to get a farm bill passed. That's what was going to be the, uh, Babe Three. Babe, babe Three, con- a pi- a Babe in Congress, a, babe, a pig in Congress. Yep, <laughs> I would totally watch a movie of Babe doing a filibuster. Uh, Just like standing up there reading the phone book and ripping pages out. Now, I must say, there have been several adaptations of Animal Farm, so I'd say we have to at least acknowledge that. I would. Uh, uh, Yeah. Did you? There's an animated 1954 film. Right. Uh, Then most the most recent version was in 99. There was a uh, live action Animal Farm film that was brought to life with Jim Henson puppets. I never saw that one. Like not, they don't look like Muppets. They look sure. like real animals, but they're they're interesting. They're like animatronics. Have you seen that one? Um, I have. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was a TV movie. How was it? Um, let me look. Um, it was good. It was. Um, it, it's pretty intense, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, although, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, I need now. Now I see. If you're looking stuff up now, I need to know more context. Uh, it was on TNT. Great. In 99. All right. All right. Um, let's look at this cast here. Uh, Patrick Stewart. Okay. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Kelsey okay. Grammer. Of course. Uh, Julia Ormond. Oh, cool. Pete Postlethwaite. Mm. Peter Usinov. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, good old Louise Gold. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, you know of names. the gold ilk. Now you're just reading IMDb. Welcome back to IMDb, the podcast. For sure. Where we just pick a movie and read cast lists. <laughs> um, but it's it's pretty good. But I, what I was laughing at was uh, I looked up the poster. So the, the, the film and story is like very dark and heavy. Yes. But the poster looks like. As soon as I saw the poster, I was like, Jesus, this looks like a shitty Hallmark movie. And then I look above Animal Farm and it says Hallmark Entertainment. <laughs> Wait, which one are you looking at? Are you looking at the one which is like kind of all the animals? Oh, no, I'm, I'm seeing it. It does look like a Hallmark movie. It just wow. like I'm like, wow, this is a shitty cover for a shitty movie that I would see in like the five dollar bin at Walmart. You can you can tell how great it is because there are like nine people largely presented on the front of the of the poster as starring in the movie, and Pete Postlewaite is one of them. <laughs> so is Paul Schofield. Yeah. Who the fuck is Paul Schofield? <laughs> so 
So yeah. I mean, if we're being honest, they should have cast John Hamm as the as the pig. Patrick Stewart is in the bottom right-hand corner of this. Why is he not on the top list with Julia like, Louis-Dreyfus? Or the bottom of and featuring Patrick, like, Patrick, <laughs> like starring just, Patrick yeah. Stewart. Pat, it's like at the bottom, Patrick Stewart is also in this movie. Like, just like really big. Oh, oh Jesus. This, wow, I'm looking up pictures of this. This looks crazy. They're like wearing clothes and everything. Exactly. Fucking animals in clothes, man. I need to see this movie. I need to see this movie. Everybody needs to see this movie. Go watch the 1999 (laughs) Hallmark version of Animal Farm. Oh, Lord. Okay, okay. I do want to ask, before we transition kind of into the list and, and, and wrap up the episode, you know, there are older movies, obviously, like Old Yeller, I think, is a classic of sure. animal, you know, about an animal. But what my question is, Black is that, Beauty. Black Beauty. But that kind of gets me into some of the others where I would consider those movies featuring highly a bunch of animals. Like Old Yeller, you know, the animal's not talking. It's really about the boy and his relationship with the animal. Or, like, Free Willy. Because it's not, yes. I mean, it's about Willie, but it's really about that boy. And then, like, or it's Jurassic- about some Willie. Michael Jackson did the theme song. It's <laughs> definitely about Willie and a boy. <laughs> um, I Do you think that's how the Michael Jackson, like, got that contract to do that movie? They're like, all right, so here's the pitch. Michael, it's a movie about Willie and a boy. And he's like, he's like, no wait, wait, more. Wait. But he was like, wait, 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 wait. It's a movie. I just signed up for free Willie. Yeah. Wait, you this is have a, movie? a little boy free some willy? I'm into I just, that. I just thought it was signing up to get some free willy. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a movie. Oh, it also features a boy? This is a great day. <laughs> I, I make good life decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Bend over and I'll show you. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> So segueing back into where I was. Yes. But like Jurassic Park obviously features animals, Jaws, um, you know, those types of movies. Like where where are we putting movies that are about animals, but not so much like featuring them as protagonists or major characters? They're either uh, like a plot device or a MacGuffin. I think it has to be a, a main character, like it, like an actual character. It can't be right. like 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 you just said, Old Yeller, Free Willy, all off the list. Because there are movies uh, that feature animals, but the animals themselves aren't necessarily like a a main character in the. Film. Okay, I, I'm fine with that, but like, so Jaws is the one that kind of threads that line for me. Like it, it's named after Jaws. He I is a major say, character, but he's not even seen until the last third. I would say Jaws is also probably not on the list. That's totally fine, and Jurassic Park kind of falls into that same thing. Jurassic it's really Park. About the, the people being attacked by animals, not like, hey, we're going to help this velociraptor get back and to his home. let's be honest. Everybody knows that God created the universe. Dinosaurs didn't exist. People okay. just, like, ruled the earth from the beginning. So those are, Got like, it. false, fake creatures. And we're not behind that. You know, we don't stand behind that. All right. So, for- Jay, have you have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? I have, I have. So Jurassic Park isn't on the list because of Jesus. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard about him. Yes. Okay. Good. Perfect. Um, so because of Je- so because of Jesus, the list does not have Jurassic Park on it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, so, uh, no, I wouldn't say that they are main characters either because they're ancillary. Yeah. Like, right. yes, the movie takes place, but it's more about the family within Jurassic Park trying to like 
get out of Jurassic Park alive. It, exactly. Like they are they're not the char- they're not the main characters. They are the hurdles. They are like set pieces that are in the way for our protagonists. Correct. Okay. Totally fine. That's why I wanted to ask because I mean, if we open it up to that too, like man, Jurassic Park, Jaws, some of those, that that would be tough to eliminate some of those if they counted. Agreed. So, do you feel like you have enough data to be able to formulate the list? I think, you know, I think that we've had a good conversation. There are movies that we haven't mentioned, you know, that I think, you know, like Finding Nemo or, you know, some of the newer uh, Pixar ones that I think are really good. Uh-huh. Um, but I think we can talk about that when we get to the list. And we're really trying to narrow down, like, what's going to win. Sure. So, you ready? Shall yeah. we list? Let's, let's animal list. This is where we make a list. The list. Three, All right, so we're back. Welcome. It's time for the list. It's time to discuss the things that we haven't discussed and also formulate a plan of which animal starring movies are better than the rest. I agree. Okay, so let's start with a kind of a, a catbird seat one, like one that I know is going to be on the list somewhere, and then we can kind of figure out where. Okay. I say Babe has to be on the list. Oh, definitely. 100% but, Babe is absolutely on the list. Okay, good. So that one's going to be kind of our watermark. So now when we say, like, it's going to be above or below Babe. Okay. So um, I know you mentioned it right before we went to uh, our list intro, but uh, movies like Finding Nemo, Mm-hmm. Movies like uh, um, Finding Dory. <laughs> That's just the same movie with the sequel. Uh-huh. But like, what about like Zootopia? Movie, movies like Zootopia. I'm glad I just thought of that with before you said anything. <laughs> um, movies like Cars. <laughs> Cars isn't about animals. Well, it's about anthropomorphic vehicles, which technically are could, not animals. Could be like an animal no. of that universe. No. No. <laughs> well, because, uh, no, fuck you, All right, you. All right no, cause, like, Because then humans are animals, and we have to include every movie ever made. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> All right. So the best movie starring animals, Casablanca, uh, Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. Uh, <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. These are great animal movies. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, man. Um but what but were you yeah. going to say about Finding Nemo? Like, no, are, Finding are, Nemo, it's a great movie. It's an emotional story. Um, I will say that that movie was one that I'm surprised didn't come up in our conversation earlier in the episode. Yeah. Um, because it is it is a movie that, it, while still very much being about animals, it does kind of superimpose a very like humanoid mm-hmm. dynamic onto yeah. animals. Um. Which most of the movies that we've been talking about high, that, you know, kind of hold special places for us, that's exactly what those movies do. They basically right. are like, what if Babe was like a small child and he You're was right. learning with a f- group of animal friends? You right, know I mean? right. It's um, not like it's not so far like a Zootopia that is actually like animals as people. Right. Exactly. Um, and that that kind of brings me as a perfect segue into that movie. Um, Zootopia is kind of a strange outlier in our list. I don't know that I can think off the top of my head of any other movie that would fall into that kind of depiction of animals. 
I mean, outside of that weird 1999 Animal Farm one that they're wearing well, yeah, clothes, but even, but even then, they're, like, growing into that level of sophistication. Right. It's, like, a, it's much more of a Planet of the Apes type scenario. Right, right. No, oh, I, shit! Can Planet of the Apes be on this list? <laughs> no. Caesar is a main character who talks. You know what? Okay, yeah, then I guess... <laughs> Lord! Crap! Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, yeah, I I'm guess... I'm not saying it has to be on the list. I'm just saying it... Can it be in consideration? It's like a main. He's yeah. like a main, especially if we get into the sequel, like yeah. War for the Planet of the Apes. No, okay. Are so you're talking about the the James Franco one, not like the Charlton Heston one, right? Okay, and definitely not the Mark Wahlberg one that I didn't even mention. Definitely not that one. <laughs> so, would you say that if if we went down that route, you would put the James Franco one on the list as opposed to the Charlton Heston original? Well, not specifically the James Franco one. Just like... That one... That one is... Caesar isn't necessarily a main character. Yeah, he's being... Like, yeah, he's being... He doesn't uh, become, like, a talking, functioning character till the sequel. That's true. Um, Which is, what is it? Rise of the Planet of the Apes? I think, yeah, because War is the third one. Um, What's the the first one called? Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Yes. Yes, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Rise, and then War. And then War for the Planet, or Battle for the Planet of the Apes or something. I think it's War. Is it War? I think so. The second and third one, Caesar is definitely like a primary character. As as a matter of fact, he like is facing off against human characters. Yeah, no, he has like a a society that he has built. So I I would say that those two could definitely be in consideration because they have him as a main character. He has an arc. He has a plot. He has, you know, growth in the movie. He learns things. Like, I think that's what really, for me, encapsulates the heart of this list is the animals have to be a character that can grow and learn in the movie. So for me, like, you know, Finding Nemo would be something that would count because there is growth there. Exactly. What about... So that brings us back to the Zootopia. Does Zootopia deserve to be on the list? Do you think it's... Here's my thought. I think Zootopia is a fantastic film. Like, it, the themes in it are more, more adult and more sophisticated than a lot of other, you know, kind of Disney animation movies. I think the voice acting is, is right on point. But I kind of want to skew the list to animals somewhat in their natural environments. Okay. So, like, finding, I think if we're going to do a Pixar movie, I would prefer, like, a Finding Dory or Finding Nemo as opposed to, like, a Zootopia or something like that. Okay. I would like to, I think we can actually, you know how sometimes we'll go through our list and we'll kind of pick a title that represents a specific version of this genre? Yes. I think we could do that with this, because I was just thinking, um, you know, we've got babe on there and babe is like the farm animal but it's it is basically like the anthropomorphized farm animal yes kind of genre then within that we have i think homeward bound is a great example of the Mm. like non actually mouth moving talking right like journey film Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like the animals are going on a journey i would agree um Um, i think like you said, Finding Nemo is a great representation of like a Pixar animated film. Yeah, I think Lion King is a great uh, example of a like hand drawn traditional yeah. animated animal film. 
And so if we put all of those on there, how many would that would put us at like four, right? That would put us at about four. But here I want to ask, though. So we talked about Lion King. Obviously, it's one of my favorites. But we also mentioned Balto. And I do want to give that one credit because I don't think a lot of people do. Right. Like, I don't think a lot of people give that one Al- as much credit as they should. Although Balto, I'm pretty sure, also spawned like three sequels. Oh, yeah. I think. But there's all straight to DVD. Just oh, say, for sure. Same way Lion King did. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Balto was a great movie. For me, that was a really big one growing up. Like, I watched that movie all the time. I know Haley watched that movie as a kid growing up. Um, I would love to be able to include Balto on the list. Uh, we could include it, include it as a non-Disney traditional animated right. film. Well, here, here, let me just, as we've been talking, I've been kind of jotting down list notes. And let me read you what I have, and let's see what's missing. Okay. All right? So right now I have on the list, no particular order, Lion King, Babe, Homeward Bound, Balto, and Finding Nemo. That's what I've got right now. But we've talked about a handful. Like, you know, we've talked about Old Yeller. I think Old Yeller might be one that there's no talking animals in that one, but sure. it's it's a big movie. One, one that we uh, left out was uh, Madagascar. Ooh. Well, see, we also one... left out Airbud and I and Ice Age and 101 Dalmatians. That one's a good one, too. Uh, we also left out uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua cinema classic Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Yeah, I think uh, Beverly Hills like Chihuahua Wedding, the number three. It's a yes. classic. We also left out Pets, the secret life of pets. What did you think of those movies? I d- do not like them. Really? At, like at <laughs> Sam, all? I am. Uh, I, th- I do not like them here or there. I do not like them with, uh, what's his face? With my pubic hair. Um, <laughs> no, oh. with um, uh, Kevin uh, Kevin Hart. No, fuck it. Louis C.K. Yes, thank you. He's not in the second one, though. I know. Patton Oswalt is. Yeah. The second one is better than the first one. I'll give you is I, it? I I think so. Hey, we you know a genre that we didn't talk about? What's that? We should. The like, and speaking of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ like we did earlier. Uh, like the, the weird animal slash religious films that have come out, like a dog's oh, purpose, a dog's purpose, or and the, uh, a, a dog's journey, and the we're gonna kill a bunch of dogs making this movie. Yes, like all of those have been. That's like a recent new subgenre that has like appeared, which is right. like vaguely religious animal inspirational <laughs> movies that star Josh Gad and then some old people. Right, Rip Torn. <laughs> Who, Who is who's the main voice in that? Um, a dog's purpose. Yeah, I'm gonna look that up now. According to the making of that movie, a dog's purpose is to get killed during the making of that movie. That's that's uh, what the Dennis Quaid. That's the name I was trying to think of. There He's it in is. That movie. There it is. There it is. Um, but yeah, we've got like a dog's purpose, a dog's journey. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I'm not putting any of those in the top five. No, no, no. I'm not either. I just said it <laughs> It needed to. That's a weird subgenre that we didn't discuss as it a is. whole. It is. That's true. And now that we've mentioned it, let's never talk about it again. All right. Deal. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. I would kind of be on board with. I don't know. I keep going back to what we've already got. I think they're good. Yeah, I the think only, they're good choices. The only thing is I'm struggling with if Old Yeller needs to be on there, but I kind of feel like we have that covered with homeward bound and babe i was about to say and once again old yeller isn't a character it's right, more yeah. about i mean he is a character but he's not but a main he doesn't character. have an he, his arc is he's a dog he gets sick and then he gets blown away 
Right. And That's not it's much more of an about arc. it's more about the family and how they have to deal with that. Right. You know Same what thing I mean? for kind of like a where the red fern grows. So everybody we did mention that now. Exactly. Uh, same uh, thing. Okay. Okay. I'm fine with that. Uh, we didn't talk about cats and dogs. But because it's terrible. But it does have Jeff Goldblum in it. It does have Jeff Goldblum. Weird. Uh, we didn't talk about White Fang. That one's okay. Did you? Oh, have you seen? Oh, wait, wait. It's not the Call of the Wild. The one they're n- doing again. Have you seen a trailer for the new Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, it, actually, yes, I did. It looks bad. so bad. Did did you hear that it is so that's going to be the first uh uh 20th century film Oh the non Now that fox. they're dropping the fox logo I'll, t- I'll tell you the thing that bothers me about that movie or that trailer is that it looks like the dog is 100% CGI the whole movie Oh I 100% agree with that And I hate that Hey did you know that Homeward Bound is a remake of a Disney movie No uh, there was a movie that came out in 1963 called The Incredible Journey, which is about a retriever, a pit bull, and a k- Siamese cat that get separated from their owners and have to work their way back to the family. Weird. I that thought, a, I thought, and apparently Haley just Disney screamed movie. at me from the other room is based on a book. Weird. I thought Disney made Homeward Bound. They did. So they remade their own movie. Yeah, well, uh, why do you sound surprised? They literally have remade all of their own movies exclusively for the past, like, three years. That's that's true. American remake of The Incredible from 1963. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Which apparently is based off of a book. Well, there we go. Um, We also didn't talk about Lassie. Ooh. Uh, See, I was never a big Lassie guy. I I get the appeal. I get the, the cultural significance. You're correct. You would be more of a laddie. Yeah, I, I would be. You're not a lassie. I was also never much of a flipper dude. You're not a flipper dude? Nah. That sounded hilarious. <laughs> I'm not much of a flipper dude. You know me. I'm flipper guys. Uh, you got Spirit. I've heard good things about that Ooh, animated movie. Spirit is really good. I've that never one, seen that movie. That one, it may not be on the top five, but it is a recommend. Like, everyone should see it. Matt Damon's really good in it. The animation is neat. It's DreamWorks. So Matt it, it Damon. Matt Damon is a horse. Um, we've got, uh, what about all the Disney nature movies like Monkey Kingdom and Penguins Ooh, and the bears. bears? The Bears one is really good. Because they would, kind of like, the the animals are, I mean, technically it's a documentary though. Sure, but there is a story. There is an arc. There is. That's what I'm saying. Ooh, I would be very, ooh. See, now I'm considering, I kind of want one of those uh, those genres on our sure. list now and i'm thinking i may want to replace balto with disney's with, nature's bears with That's bears the, i've seen all of them and i think either bears or the penguin ones are my favorite i would say the bears one was my favorite okay disney nature bears yeah all right all right so let me read you the list as i have it you okay. tell me what to move around okay so we've got uh right now i have number one is the lion king yeah it's uh, debatable um number two is babe Yep. Number three is Homeward Bound. Yep. Number four is Finding Nemo. And number five is Disney Nature Bears. Oh, that's a good list. Um, I, don't, st- I don't think Lion King is number one for me. When I think animals, honestly, I think something more in line with Babe or Homeward Bound. Uh, for some reason, those movies jump out at me more as like, an animal movie. It feels more like an animal movie. So what if I moved Lion King down to number three? So it was Babe, 
Homeward Bound, Lion King, Finding Nemo, and then Bears. Babe, Homeward Bound, Lion King, Finding Nemo, Bears. Yeah, I'd actually be okay with that. I actually really like that order because yeah. I think I think that gives props to – because let's be honest, Babe is a great movie. Like, it, it's just a well-done yeah. movie. Made It won awards. The acting in it is good. The writing in it is good, obviously, George Miller. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. I, I like it. I'm totally fine with this. All right, perfect. So that's it. So lock it in. You want to read our list back to us? Yes. Number five, Disney Nature Bears. And by the way, guys, if you haven't watched those Disney Nature documentaries, they're all on Disney Plus. Really great. Give them um, a look. Number four, Finding Nemo. Number three, Lion King. Number two, Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. And number one, Babe. I love it, dude. I'm fine with this. I think Solid. If, if you're going to go down the, the rabbit hole, no pun intended, of animal movies or movies about animals i think this these five would give you an encapsulation of what the genre and what that theme can feel like across the spectrum i love it hey do we still have our letterbox going yeah we still have that up i'll I'll get this i'll get this list up as well on there cool so check us out on letterbox guys don't forget to go visit our benevolent overlords website project hyphen nerd.com they are the ones that make all of this magic happen. And they're great. Uh, they are great. And they're great. And we make fun uh, of them a lot, but they're, they're great. They're great. Um, and we, we are not being forced to say that whatsoever. No. Nope. We promise. We, Definitely. We did it. We, we said it. Thank you. Um, all right. But on top of that, Jay, while we were recording this episode, I've reworked this machine Oh, to good. choose okay. episodes. So I'm going to go ahead. You doing. I'm going to give it a pull. Okay. And we're going to see what we're going to talk about next week. Let's do it. You ready? Yep. Here we go. I'm going to pull it. Ready? And. Fuck. We have reached the end of another High Five, the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writer's room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at my5 at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. Got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on twitter at high the number five the podcast instagram at high five the podcast or on letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast don't forget to subscribe on itunes stitcher google play or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love what's the worst that could happen Selective fatigue syndrome? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happened to the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.